Hello, I'm Kaylee. And I'm Evie, and we are two gals here to have an honest discussion about all things sex, mental health, and self love. Twice a month, prepare for no filter and pure honesty, covering everything from improving your mental health to discovering your body. Welcome to Clitorally the Best, a conversation with Dr. Cuterus discussing PCOS. Hey, hello, Dr. Well, Tanea, how are you? <laughs> hi, hi, I'm well. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're so excited. Yeah, excited to have you on. Um, yeah, do you want to first start off and tell um, everybody a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me in the first place. And um, yeah, my name is Tanea. I'm a doctor. I'm based in India, but um, I intend to be shuttling back to the UK at some point. And um, I, well, I studied medicine and then I studied science um, and I kind of really fell in love with the UK and I decided to stick around. Um, So now I am basically in my time off before I moved to the UK I am um, doing a lot of social media stuff where I talk a lot about female sexuality reproductive health and sexual health and stuff like that and that's what my account Dr. Hutris is all about nice Amazing. yeah yeah I love your account and your videos yes. are so informative so informative thank you mm-hmm. how's so um good. everything in India with coronavirus oh my god it's abysmal we have clubs open you know really oh my goodness i think we're the second second worst hit country in the world and you know people are going clubbing and whatnot oh Oh, wow (laughs) yeah someone we spoke we had on from australia and they said they were clubbing and stuff like that Um, oh my yeah yeah. they said it was pretty much back to normal over there didn't they yeah yeah Mm. oh no our government has basically said yeah go fuck yourself we don't give a shit so um (laughs) yeah basically that's what happened (laughs) Oh dear, oh, not yeah. good. I, I can imagine they've, you know, at their wit's end, so I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> also that. That's why I'm not in politics. <laughs> so what is PCOS? Um, so actually this name is a little bit of a misnomer to begin with. Um, so PCOS okay. means polycystic ovarian syndrome, which, mm-hmm. um, so a syndrome is basically a condition where a bunch of symptoms occur together. That's how we can simply think of a syndrome. Mm-hmm. And um, in PCOS, it's not actually cystic ovary. So it's like polycystic, meaning multiple cysts. Mm-hmm. It's not actually cysts in there. It's just um, underdeveloped follicles. So underdeveloped eggs that don't have the right, you know, the kick that basically kicks them out of the ovary. They haven't gotten that. And they're all sort of growing together. So, um Another couple of things that happen with it is you can have changes in your hormones that can cause changes in, you know, the hair growth in your body, acne, weight gain, pigmentation on the skin, things like that. Um, So a lot of doctors actually like to call it a reproductive metabolic syndrome. Um, But yeah, we call it PCOS now. So (laughs) I had no idea. Um, In terms of like treatment options, is, is something like a bit like endometriosis that you kind of have to live with or is there like a cure um yeah it's actually a brilliant question because um as of 2020 there is no cure to pcos Mm -hmm. even though a lot of quacks particularly on the internet (laughs) like to claim that (laughs) 
So we don't have a cure yet, but you know, it's something that can be managed just like endometriosis. There are a bunch of things you can do to manage it. Things like um, how I tend to think of it is like hypertension. You know, if you've been diagnosed with hypertension once, it never really goes away. You can just take measures to control it. So it doesn't yeah. sound very hopeful yet. <laughs> um, yeah. What other things you can do? Um... So, um, you know, it basically depends on what kind of hormones you have what are your levels what are your particular symptoms mm. um but most like the most helpful thing is basically just eating right and exercising and that sounds really annoying but that's honestly <laughs> what it is um yeah that sounds like the treatment option for most ailments <laughs> absolutely <laughs> and because you know this is a women's health subject um not enough money is pumped into it like all other women's health subjects so we mm. don't I mean, I'm not denying that, you know, wonderful people across the world definitely are working on trying to, you know, understand this better. But we don't know enough right now, yeah. to put it yeah. very in very, very blunt terms. Um, and yeah, depending on how your hormone levels are, some people do need hormonal pills to help them a little bit, you know, to sort mm-hmm. of set them along on their journey and things like that. But yeah, yeah no cure. <laughs> Yeah, do they get um, pain with polycystic ovaries? So that's a really um, interesting sort of thing with PCOS. So mm-hmm. the periods don't actually, are not meant to hurt. So basically every time you ovulate, your periods mm-hmm. become painful. So if you don't ovulate, your periods shouldn't hurt. And that's what happens in PCOS. There is no ovulation, oh. which means your body is not releasing an egg. But because your body is not releasing an egg and you're not getting your periods regularly, when you do get your periods, it's like, you know, an onslaught of hormones suddenly uh, and all of that shedding uh, out. So for some people, you know, ironically, the bleeding can be really intense and really painful. Uh, that's yeah. not good. And it's like mm. a build-up of all, the, all that period pain hit you Exactly. Although, <laughs> I know for a lot of people it can feel quite hopeless. Um, what would you say is a good place to start if you think that you might have PCOS? Where, where to start? What to say to your doctor without... Um, assuming things um so I think the biggest mistake that we make with PCOS and its management is that we only rely on doctors I think Mm -hmm. PCOS is something that is so multi multi it's like you know you have to walk into a department store where there's multiple departments for everything and that's how PCOS Mm -hmm. should be handled you should have a nutritionist who can guide you because nutrition plays such an important role with PCOS You should have a hormone specialist who can, you know, figure out what's right for you and what's not. And of course, you know, your regular gynecologist. And if you'd like an exercise therapist or somebody, depending on, you know, how exactly one person's symptoms are. But Mm -hmm. oops. (laughs) That's all right. And um, I think, yeah, if we can sort of take it in a very, you know, go to multiple stores instead of going to one store or going to one place Mm. we can it it becomes a lot more easier to not only understand your condition but also help manage it better that's a good point not relying on doctors um just your gp for everything because a lot Mm. of people get to their doctors and the doctor says i can't help you or this is uh, this isn't something i can do uh, in general practice and then I think that's when they lose hope and they feel like no one's helping them. I didn't, I didn't even consider it to go to a nutritionist first. 
gynecological um, problems. And I'd imagine it, it's like, even from what people tell me, it's incredibly frustrating that, you know, you can change 15. So it, without the NHS, like in India, we have a, a, lot, a lot of private health care. Um, mm. It can be incredibly, incredibly frustrating to go to 16 doctors. You change your doctor because, mm. you know, you feel like your doctor's not being helpful. And all mm, 16 yeah. of you tell you, tell, all 16 of them will tell you, yeah, you need to lose weight and exercise with nothing else on top of it. Yeah. So, and you know, if we, you know, think of all of the reasons why weight gain happens. You know, there's food deserts, there's socioeconomic factors, there's so many other factors in weight gain that it's it's very it feels very dismissive. Mm, so, yes. Yeah, just kind yeah. of like just get on with it. Yeah, this is what yeah. might be wrong with you. This is what you have to do. Go and get on with it, and don't come back to me until you've tried it. Yeah, yeah. essentially that. You know, you're not your your symptoms are not healing because you're not losing weight. Go away. That's mm-hmm. not helpful. Yeah. No, that is not. And that can be really counterproductive, especially if it's affecting your mental health, because it's hard to exercise when you're in pain or it's hard to exercise when you're feeling depressed or anxious. So it just having no cycle. Plan, it's just yeah, it's mm. just a horrible cycle, just getting worse and worse. Absolutely. And you know, so many people tend to lose sleep over things like this, and sleep is another thing that's so important mm. in the management of PCOS that you know yeah. you kind of exacerbate the problem instead of solving it. I think yeah, people sleep underestimate is. how important sleep is. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so I think um a thing that also pe- makes people feel hopeless is the issues with fertility and surrounding fertility. Yeah. Do you um yeah. yeah, how does PCOS affect fertility? Um yeah, actually that's a really really relevant uh point and that's actually why a lot of people get diagnosed in the first place because mm-hmm. you know irregular periods are something that a lot of people tend to ignore they're like oh cool irregular period whatever I don't have to deal with the hassle mm-hmm. and then when they're trying to get pregnant they you know have problems with it and that's because um so my analogy is um mm-hmm. the godfather how I always explain it to my patients is that think of the ovary like a locality that they have, you know, one one postcode area where there's a bunch of different gangsters, and all of these gangsters, <laughs> all of these gangsters are fighting each other, and one wants to become the godfather. Now, so think of eggs the same way. So all of the follicles are growing together, and one of them wants yeah. to become the godfather egg or the godfather follicle. Mm. Um, yeah, that doesn't happen in PCOS. So all of the eggs grow together and all of them create the same level of nuisance and there's no godfather in that area. And because there's no one single leading follicle, as we call it, or the dominant follicle, as we call it, um, there's no one single egg that knows that, okay, it's time for me to leave the ovary and go make a baby. That doesn't happen. So which is what anovulation is, which is what the lack of ovulation is. And, you know, if you're not making an egg, what is the sperm going to do? Get lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yeah. That's... They need some guidance. Some lost, exactly. Uh, <laughs> they need a map. Oh, that is an analogy. That is... Yeah. So can people still get pregnant or is it just no, they can't if they have PCOS? Um, so PCOS and naturally not... anyway. Yeah. So PCOS does not mean infertility. PCOS... A lot of people with PCOS have no problems conceiving, you know. A lot of people with PCOS never find out they have PCOS. Mm, Um, But, uh, you know, just problems with fertility does not always mean infertility. And not everybody has this. 
particularly if your symptoms are under control, if your hormones are under control, and if you're taking care of, you know, the stuff that your nutritionist, doctor, exercise therapist, and everybody else that's involved, if, if you know, things are under control, conception doesn't always become a problem. So it's just okay, a little bit good. likely to be a bit trickier. Yeah, I think that's a great way of putting it. I guess everyone's body's different. I think learning about reproduction and all the stages and all the conditions that have to be perfect, I'm surprised that anyone ever gets pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds so complicated. <laughs> what, what stage of the, of the cycle is she in? Like, you know, is it new sperm? Is it good enough? Like, it blows my mind. <laughs> So um, my master's is actually in clinical embryology, which is where we study how to like do assisted reproduction. So IVF, IUI, all of these things. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so cool. it, it, it's yeah. super fun. I love it. Um, I, I, I've seen like the youngest babies anyone can ever see. I've seen cell-sized babies. <laughs> oh, wow. So, oh, wow. Um, yeah, it's super fun. And um, what, what I really, I think, yeah, I com- completely sort of relate to that sentiment that how do people even get pregnant in the first place? There's so many things so that can go wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it blows my mind. I just uh, recently went through an egg collection as well um, oh. for uh, egg donation. Um, just everything that I had to do, precise injections, trigger injections. How was uh, your experience? Uh, it was fine. It was uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um I think I would do it again, not for a while, yeah. but it was, I think the injections were, actually the injections weren't even that bad, but I think the side effects of that were a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, one of my friends also just froze her eggs recently and she was saying she felt pregnant the entire time. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> towards the end of it, I felt like I was carrying a, like a hundred water balloons inside. Oh Lord. <laughs> Yeah, you did not see that at the time. I imagined it was just my like follicles getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and I felt like I could feel it, like I was bloated and tired and hormonal. Um, yeah, actually, uh, on, on a different tangent, but that's kind of what PCOS is like, you know. In in IVF, they do exactly this when you when you're being stimulated. They give you mm-hmm. so every month, like I said, we develop a lot of eggs, of which one becomes big. For egg collection and for PCOS, the exact same thing happens. All of the eggs become big. And that's a great insight into how a person with PCOS might feel. Although, of course, it's not to that extent. (laughs) I feel so sorry for them then. All the time. Um, Yeah. That's definitely opened my eyes. It definitely opened my eyes up to uh, women that were using... um, the same process to have their own children because mm. it was quite stressful I felt uncomfortable like the whole time and I was worried about what times to take trigger shots but obviously I don't have the stress of I hope this works I hope yeah. that I get pregnant at the end of this so I can't imagine what it must be like for someone that is doing this but also has the pressure of wanting a child I hear mm. it's intense I mean it's wonderful yeah. but it's intense yeah, yeah. It, it definitely sounds it um, it's just such an amazing sure. process though that people can make yeah. a baby <laughs> that way it's fascinating I, I could talk yeah. about it forever so stop me now <laughs> <laughs> I was just I was just thinking um does con- like contraceptive methods do they help with the symptoms of PCOS so like the pill or something like that 
Um, yeah, actually, this is one of the most he- sort of hated uh, treatments of PCOS. Um, okay. Essentially, when you're on the pill, they, they put you on the pill. So they put you on hormones because um, getting a tiny bit technical here is that, you know, every month your body mm-hmm. makes FSH and LH. And these are hormones that, you know, help your eggs grow and develop. And because of the you know, because of um, FSH and LH, there's other hormones as well, like estrogen and progesterone, that, you know, if FSH and LH are not being secreted in the correct way, the estrogen and progesterone are not coming in the correct way. And of course, we have the big bomb of testosterone as well. So um, it's, it basically kind of shuts off your own pathway, whatever your body is doing on its own. And it just is like, okay, cool. So you're, clearly messing this up how about I give you a little bit of support from the outside and you know this is what the hormonal pills do to your ovaries we'll just give you a little bit of support from the outside till you get back on track and once you know you're you're back on track we'll exit it's like having trainer wheels on your ovaries and um, (laughs) (laughs) and that's hugely helpful for a lot of people because you know if somebody comes to you with a chronic problem and you tell them yeah go lose weight Like we talked about it, it's hugely annoying. So um, a lot of doctors do tend to put their patients on hormones for for the first couple of months to give your body like a little bit of a boost up kind of way. But it's not the treatment for it. And one of the most important things that is helpful, another hormone situation that goes on is with the way the body reacts to insulin. So your body... about diabetes... Yeah. So the body kind of, um, you know, uh, your body is secreting insulin and your body just has like cotton inside the ear and it's like, la, 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 not listening. That's what happens. Your body just stops responding to insulin in the correct way. And there's certain medications, things like metformin that can help um, your body take off the cotton from the ears and listen to the insulin a little bit better and metabolize it a little bit Hmm. better. And, you know, we can also give things that are before metformin. So supplements like chiroinicetol, dechiroinicetol, myoinicetol, and things like that, which is, again, getting very technical. So I'll stop here. <laughs> well, that is so like interesting. Hormones, but it sounds like that is, can be really handy for PCOS sufferers then. Absolutely. And I think this is why it's so important to have an endocrinologist on board, other than your gynecologist, when you're dealing with things like PCOS, because it's not just what we typically call female hormones that go wrong but there's like everything that's happening there the body <laughs> is a clever thing <laughs> yeah also really messed up so, <laughs> yeah, so messed yeah, up. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah especially women's bodies <laughs> oh gosh yes yeah. um so we've had some questions from our followers that we put up earlier Mm -hmm. um so i'll just read some of them out if you would like to answer them um so the first one is excessive hair um is there any medical solution to this um yeah so of course what really the the way to deal with this is that all the hair that's already there you can't do much for it you can of course you know take it off shave wax whatever you'd like For new hair, hormonal pills can be really helpful because, um, you know, we're getting too much testosterone in the body. And if you can control the testosterone using some, you know, uh, female hormone, what we call, um, it can help. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, once 
you have come back a little bit, your hormones have come back a little bit on track, then automatically the testosterone gets controlled with lifestyle stuff. And yeah, the hair growth tends to decrease. Okay. But yeah, mm. essentially that. <laughs> okay. Um, And another one is how does the diagnosis process work? So I'm not entirely sure if it's the same in the UK and mm-hmm. India, but in India, how we do it is that... Um, So the criteria is actually the same all across the world. And we look for three things. If out of these three things, two things are there, we tend to diagnose that person as PCOS. And the three things we look for are um, obvious clinical signs. So things like acne, excessive hair growth, what we call hirsutism, um, weight gain, and particularly in the trunk. So a lot of uh, PCOS sufferers tend to carry a lot of weight around the abdomen, around the chest. So, um, yeah, but that's not necessarily because like 20% of PCOS sufferers don't okay. have any weight issues. Hmm. Okay. And then, the, so we, we look at the clinical side. And then secondly, we look at the bloods. So we see the level of hormones. We'll test for FSH, LH. So these are the hormones that um, basically instruct your body to make the eggs mm-hmm. and to release the egg. So, of course, these will have issues with it. Then we also test for thyroid hormones because thyroid hormones can also, you know, if you have an excess or a lower amount of thyroid hormones, they can also cause issues with having your period on time. And then in India, we also test for prolactin, which I don't think we do in the UK. Okay. I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, because again, prolactin can also, um, prolactin is what tells your boobies to make the milk. And okay. And if there's issues with prolactin, there can be issues with the period as well. So I'm not entirely sure if we test for that in the UK, but in India we do. And then, you know, your doctor can add on tests or take off tests. Sometimes they test for AMH, which uh, Kaylee might know because um, AMH is something that tells you how many eggs you have in the bank, essentially, what what your egg reserve is like. (laughs) Oh, and that I tends had, uh, so many tests. <laughs> oh dear, yes. <laughs> Blurs into one. <laughs> and that tends to be higher in people with PCOS. Uh... After doing the blood tests, um, the last thing they look for is um, imaging. So X-rays and uh, ultrasound scans. We don't do X-rays anymore; they mm-hmm. used to be done. But ultrasound scans to see how you know if there are too many eggs in the ovary, essentially. Yes, I've had many of them. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> This past year, I don't actually know how many ultrasounds I've had, but it's up there in the 20-something. Oh, bless. That's a lot. <laughs> mm. Yes, they kept track of it because I started the donation uh the beginning of the year, but then COVID, so it kept getting delayed, and then they wanted to do base scans, but they kept doing fresh base scans and so on. Or, oh, you're, uh, you seem to have a assist there so we'll do another scan next week and just so many of them (laughs) oh bless that sounds tedious it was tedious but I can tell you I'm more than comfortable just letting them scan away now they're like oh we have a male doctor today that's fine go ahead (laughs) this this might be a bit uncomfortable I'm like oh please (laughs) I'm a pro (laughs) (laughs) 
a pro, yeah. I hate, yeah. I hate the coldness of the spectrum yes. once it goes in. You're yeah. just like, why is this? <laughs> <Not good. laughs> yeah, they can, we should warm it up. <laughs> yeah, we should probably uh, work on a device for making sort of yeah. warmer speculums. I will get on that right away. <laughs> I suppose the risk is it being too warm. I wouldn't want God, to. Yeah. That, no. <laughs> I know they, I, they, they warmed up the um, the jelly for my stomach scan, um, but they said they weren't allowed to warm up the jelly for the, the internal ultrasound. Something to do with bacteria, which was interesting. Oh, ooh, I never actually thought of it. But like, we can make a Goldilocks speculum. What is it? Goldilocks? No. The three oh, bears. Just, the three bears? Right. <laughs> yeah, Goldilocks. That is Goldilocks, right? Okay. Yes. <laughs> the Goldilocks speculum warmer. Mm. <laughs> yes. Oh, perfect. Maybe, yeah, you just take the person's base core body temperature and then just, there's a perfect machine that heats it up just below that. It'd be good. The future looks very pleasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I should just suck it up and let a freezing cold up speculum go in. Why not? Also that. <laughs> yeah, it's a short bit of uncomfortable, but it can really help in the long term. Absolutely. Mm. So important. Um, yeah, so we have another question, which is, um, how can I approach my doctor if I think I have PCOS without self-diagnosis? So if you have issues with, you know, irregular periods, or if you have one of the most common things that a lot of people tend to self-report is um pigmentation, particularly um in the inner thighs, on the back of the neck. Okay acne, excessive hair growth, things like this. Um, Yeah, you can rock up to your GP and they can refer you if they do see any of these things. In India, we normally just walk up to our gynecologist's office and be like, my periods are not regular, please help me. And yeah, that's how we... (laughs) Okay, that's good. Sounds very straightforward, that's good. (laughs) No, the NHS is wonderful and I'm such a fan. Yeah, we're very lucky. (laughs) Yes, yeah, I absolutely love the NHS. But honestly it's a bit, um tricky to get in touch with specific people sometimes mm. yeah, yeah also true um i think mm. the other questions have actually been answered really there's one um how to differentiate between pcos and other things um i think it's quite a broad one but um yeah that kind of depends on what the symptoms are so if it's mainly hair growth issues mm. then your doctor can test for test- free testosterone in your blood and you know see it's it basically this would be more on the doctor's end of things as opposed Mm -hmm. to our end of things yeah so okay well um did you want to tell our listeners where they can find you if they don't follow you already so i'm on instagram on um at the rate doctor underscore cuteris and that's it that's the only place where i can be found that's yeah. enough that's plenty yes that is enough <laughs> yeah oh well thank you yeah thank you so much for coming thank you on so much this was so informative thank you so yeah. much for having me i had a great, great. time yeah. talking to you guys. <laughs> covered a lot of things i didn't even consider um mm. so, yeah, yeah definitely oh. yay so yeah. glad to hear that wow <laughs> <laughs> and i hope it helps anyone out there that thinks they may have PCOS or know they have PCOS but feel a little bit lost. Or you can also shoot me a DM DM DMA? (laughs) What is a DMA? Uh, you can shoot me a DM (laughs) and I can Dr. Cuterus. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Until next time guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.